Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. Jay here, and it is WrestleMania week. We are only a few days away from the big stage, the grandest stage of them all. And I have my far right hand man, Steven, on board <laughs> with me tonight. What's up? I wouldn't call myself far right. That's not <laughs> that's not accurate. But what is accurate is that it is WrestleMania season, um, weekend, day, week, whatever it is. You wouldn't really know it because it's kind of shitty and it's not very hype at all. I think that's fair to say. I think you would probably agree with me. There's nothing really to look forward to in general on this card and that's sort of what this segment is about <laughs> well i i don't know i just got done watching smackdown and, and and john cena the miz nikki bella and maurice they would say otherwise but not too yep. many other hey, people are look i agree different. with you there i agree mm-hmm. that's actually the only thing i'm interested in feud wise and uh maybe maybe to my detriment because i doubt the match will be anything special but the feud has been pretty pretty fun to watch and mm-hmm. Definitely hilarious and uh, very. I mean, the Miz has been on point, and that's actually one of the regrets about where I have him positioned on my card. <laughs> I wish I could have found a better spot for him on mine, but I think in every other aspect, I have a better card than the current one, and that's sort of what this segment is about. I think I could do a better card than WWE. I think most people could, in all honesty. So, and we will be putting that to the test very shortly, but before we get there, I would love to know, on the actual WrestleMania card, is there anything that really stands out to you, for better or for worse? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, the two the two title matches stand out to me. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, absolute garbage in my opinion. <laughs> it, it's if this was the first time they were fighting, if if SummerSlam didn't happen, then mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. But or Survivor Series. Or Survivor That was that. it right, right, sorry. Survivor Series is when they fought. That's right. Mm-hmm. If Survivor Series didn't happen, then maybe, maybe, maybe. But after we saw what happened in Survivor Series, after we saw what happened at Fastlane mm-hmm. to, to Kevin Owens. I don't see how anyone could be excited in what they know is going to be a squash match. And I will be surprised if it's not a squash match. Well, see, maybe WWE did this thing where it's like they set you up to expect a squash match. And then they're going to hit you at WrestleMania. Like, okay, well, well, lowered expectations. But I'm not convinced that this is WWE's call. I'm I'm because... If if Goldberg could wrestle anything more than a squash match, he would have by now. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would. <laughs> I don't think they would have trotted out the squash match at Survivor Series if he could have wrestled. I mean, I'm not saying the guy is immobile. He could obviously. He could obviously do some things, but yeah, he could do stuff. He could do stuff, <laughs> but uh, what is the extent of what he can do? Well, I'm not convinced this very much. So I think that's obviously why he's been doing squash matches, and to, I mean to their credit, the fans love it and. I, I mean, I can see the appeal. I think Goldberg is is a pretty pretty cool, still pretty tough seeming guy. He still comes across as a as a megastar in my opinion, which is kind of sad considering his age and considering when you put up guy, next to guys like Owens, you're like, well, this old man is more of a man than this other dude. But mm-hmm. uh, still, I, I can understand the appeal. But as a WrestleMania main event, this is this is going to be terrible, and the build up has not been very good either. So I, I I think that's a huge a huge flaw. I'd say probably the worst main event since uh, Cena versus Miz the first time, which is kind of sad because these are two huge names. And mm-hmm. the other time you had the Miz, who who as good as he is, he was still just uh, he he was kind of still an upper mid carder at that time. And one could say he still is, but he's improved a lot. I think that's fair to say. But still, Miz at the time was was nowhere near main event of wrestlemania worthy so to say that this is the worst main event since then well i think that that tells you something and it's nothing to do with brock lesnar in my opinion it's everything to do with goldberg and that's not to knock goldberg i mean he still has some value as as i just mentioned but Mm -hmm. i just don't think putting him in this spot with brock is really a good idea now in terms of the smackdown match uh not that interesting in my opinion i know a lot of people like this feud 
And I, and I think the reason why they like it is just because they can see a story thread that's been woven from one point to the next. It, it, it's not any good, but it's yeah. like we're so starved for <laughs> consistent storytelling in WWE. The moment somebody sees a connection between point A and point P all the way through, they're like, oh, my God, this is so good. It's not. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it. Look, it's not bad, but it's not. It's really not that good. It, and it could be good. Like I listed some ways that I thought it could have been good, and I'll, I'll probably list them again here when I go through my card. But it's not that interesting, and it's kind of been incoherent in a lot of ways to me. I mean, why did Randy say he was not going to face Bray, and then say he was going to face Bray? Well, what changed between those three weeks? Not nothing really that I could have that I could tell you. So it just came out of the blue, and then it was very awkward with AJ Styles and uh, him getting into the main event and then them pulling him from the main event. It's just a very awkward uh, feud that hasn't... It's not very captivating, and this is not the best that Bray and, and Randy could have done. And uh, t- to have this as the second biggest match on the card, uh, you know, it's... It's no Randy versus Triple H, you know. It's it's not it's not one of their best stories, and I think a lot of people maybe see it like it is. I I know I don't actually know how many people love this feud. I think mm-hmm. I think what you said is true. Like the fact that this is actually just a long storyline, it makes people not really see see it on its own merits. Mm-hmm. But another thing about this match is that it's a rematch. And it's a rematch of a match that wasn't very interesting to begin with. So, <laughs> no, Randy versus Bray is something you could have seen on, on SmackDown and everyone would have been fine with it. So, I, it's not a very good match to me. I, and then going through the rest of the card, I mean, Seth, um, Seth versus Triple H is fine. Uh, but Rollins, sorry, not Rollins, AJ versus Shane, again, another weird match to me. Lucas said on Twitter, very forced. I agree, extremely forced. I don't really know where this came from. This this has to do with the weird awkwardness of mm-hmm. the other the other feud where AJ was in the main event and then he wasn't in the main event. And I was watching this segment on SmackDown, and I'm watching Shane and AJ sit across from each other, and I'm like, what the hell do these two guys have <laughs> to fight about? Like, because AJ attacked him? Why did he do that? I, well, I don't fucking know, because, because Shane you know, changed his mind or whatever it was. It's just a very awkward force feud. And overall, one thing I noticed about the, the card, and this is something I've sadly come to accept, is that it doesn't really matter who's carrying the company year-round. When it comes to WrestleMania, they pull all of those guys back mm-hmm. and they put in their main guys. So, like, who's been carrying the company this year? Well, it's been Kevin Owens, AJ Styles... And one could say Braun Strowman in some manner. Well, <laughs> Kevin Owens lost the title right before WrestleMania. AJ Styles lost the title right before WrestleMania. And Braun Strowman doesn't even have a match. So, it's Well, like, he's in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the prestigious Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So my, my card sort of fixes that in a lot of ways. I want to keep the guys who were who have the momentum with the momentum. Even though I have critiques of Kevin Owens, I still mm-hmm. I still don't like this I don't like this idea that that anyone who's uh who's in the focus for most of the year is just gonna go out of focus the minute that uh WrestleMania season runs around in favor of some other guy that's already established. You know, it's just kinda like it's hard to get invested in these people when you know that WWE is not invested in them to the extent that they should be. Mm-hmm. So, I have a question for you. So, as you all should know at this point, you've gathered enough information to know that Steven has come up with his own card for WrestleMania. My question for you before we get into the actual card, is there a certain point throughout the year where you fork off from WWE storytelling and you're like, okay, here's where my booking starts and here's where I take that turn into this alternate universe? Uh, I would say at the Royal Rumble, that's mm-hmm. that's where I think I would, I would uh, change universes, so to speak. Okay. I would say at the Royal Rumble. 
Now, where do you want to start on your card? Uh, well, let's start with the Royal Rumble because I wouldn't have had Randy Orton win the Rumble. I that that still strikes me as a very very weird decision. I I see what they wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they wanted to set up for Randy versus Bray, but what they did with it wasn't very interesting. So I would have just changed that. And the fact that Randy's won the Rumble before, I just don't I don't see why that had to happen. I don't think it was very interesting to at the time, and I still don't think the payoff was enough to warrant it. So I would have changed that, and I would have had Finn Balor win it because he was ready to go at that time. And he's still ready to go. Why is Finn Balor not on the <laughs> WrestleMania card? I'm sure he'll be there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they want to save him for the day after. But this is just another very strange choice. Finn Balor's here. They could have done um, what I'm about to propose, which is Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. Because Finn Balor never lost the Universal title. Kevin Owens, the guy who had the Universal title. Kevin Owens the guy who lost the NXT title to Finn Balor. So you have a lot of backstory here. And it's it's a, it's a very simple match. There's no funny business here between Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Like, you have a simple match and a simple story to tell, which is that Finn Balor gets his title back. He wins the Royal Rumble, and he goes on to challenge Kevin Owens. And I, I would have held off on the Jericho uh, split. As much as that feud is actually kind of entertaining to me, um, in its own way, mm-hmm. I, I think this would have been better because I think it's better to have Kevin Owens hold on to the title into WrestleMania and not cheapen it by having it drop to Goldberg, uh, which I saw you put up a very good argument as to why that was a good decision. And I, and I kind of agree with that to some extent, but I, th- I still think it would be better to just stop... Uh, stop having one foot in one foot out with these guys and if mm-hmm. you're gonna have kevin owens in have him go all the way and it doesn't even have to be in the main event i actually would have it be the first match and i would i would have it be the first match and not and i would have a good reason for it so i would have finn balor say well i'm i'm so eager to get my title back i want it i want that to be the first thing on the card so there you go you have a good reason why finn balor versus owens is the first match you don't have to make it look like no one cares about them you know there's a good storyline reason, which is that Finn Balor really wants his title back, and he demands that it's the first match, and maybe you can get it there by having Owens say, well, I don't want to be the first match on the card, and then maybe there's something leading up to, to WrestleMania where Finn Balor gets that stipulation. And it, that doesn't have to be the big focal point of the match, but mm-hmm. let's, let's just say that opens the show, and I think that would be a good opener. Finn Balor, first thing, he gets his title back uh, versus Kevin Owens. So I think that's the first thing I would I would change. Okay, and you mentioned Chris Jericho. There you have him defending the United States Championship at WrestleMania versus... Versus Sami Zayn. And I think uh, that's a fine match. And it's again, it's not, it's not meant to be a huge feud. It's just meant to be a good title match for that gets Jericho and Zayn on the card. Because I think Owens is better off facing Finn Balor. So what do you do with Jericho? Well... You can have him against Sami Zayn. And this is another case of Sami Zayn has been putting in a lot of work for the company mm-hmm. over the year. Over the year, He's been sort of the foil for a lot of characters. He's been the foil for Owens. He's been the foil for Foley like last two weeks. Samoa he's been the Joe. foil. Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman. So this guy really should be on the card. And he's I don't think he is right now. Damn, so he I would, has been putting in work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just think a simple match... Uh, if you didn't launch the whole Jericho Owen split, will Jericho still heal? You have him continue with that for a little bit, and just have him uh, defend the title against Sami Zayn. And I would have Zayn win, but I mean, you could also have him have Jericho retain if you wanted to do Jericho versus Owens like the next month or something. But either way, uh, I think that would be a fine U.S. title match: is Jericho versus Zayn. I do have a question for you on uh, Sami Zayn specifically because you acknowledge that he's been putting in work and he's been so important to the development of other characters on Monday Night Raw. I'm interested to know what you think specifically about Sami Zayn himself because from what I hear, a lot of people look at him like a bum, like a jabroni, and they don't they don't see too much going for him. But I look at Sami Zayn and I see a story building up. It's not a hot story, and it's kind of one that it it 
can't be hot because the story is that he's an underdog, but I can see WWE establishing a foundation to where they could go somewhere in the future with that story. But what do you think about the character of Sami Zayn? Hmm. I kind of do see him as, I wouldn't say a jabroni, but I do see him as an upper mid-card babyface who ultimately loses. And mm-hmm. and I think, I don't really see the story that you see, that you see because I just don't think that's a conscious thing that WWE is doing. I think they, he's their go-to upper mid-card babyface because he's so sympathetic and he's so over that you could just throw him in with any heel and he's going to get the job done. Now, in the future, could Sami Zayn be like uh, Daniel Bryan? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I personally don't think he will reach that level, but I, I wouldn't rule it out entirely. He was very over in NXT. But things in NXT don't necessarily translate to uh, things on TV, and we've seen that with with a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I would comp- I would actually compare and him very girls closely. too. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna compare <laughs> him very closely to Bailey. He's very much like Bailey. They're both underdogs, but I don't think I think the the ceiling in in NXT is so much lower that it's it's a lot easier to have that great story where you achieve the the big victory over the big the big bad guy. Whereas in WWE, you might get that, but ultimately you're going to fall back down. Like, even with Daniel Bryan, after he did it, he fell back down. And I, I think if he would have stayed, he would have been back down. I don't think he would have... I don't think he would have gotten back to that point. Okay. Now, you mentioned Bailey. I'm seeing on your card here, you have a Raw Women's Championship match. She is the champion here, or she is the champion in real life, but she's not the champion in this match. This one is Bailey versus Sasha Banks versus Charlotte as the Raw Women's Champion in a triple threat match with the title on the line. Yeah, so a few things. I made this card a lo- like a long time ago. Uh, not that long ago, but a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I think at least a month or two. So I actually had... Uh, Nia Jax in there too and I just took her off today when I sent you this finalized version because of something you said on Twitter which I agreed with uh, Mm -hmm. Nia Jax uh, irrelevant and the more I think about Nia Jax I think she's kind of shit to be honest (laughs) see I like her but she doesn't she doesn't belong in the Wrestlemania match you know she's okay but she's really boring I gotta say she's really really boring and she's not the monster that I think I think they would like her to be like she's mm-hmm. not karma she's not the monster diva she's not beth phoenix you know mm-hmm. she's she's tough but she's not she doesn't have that um uh, that quality about her like she's not very scary and her theme song sucks <laughs> not as a song i mean whatever it's fine but it doesn't yeah. fit her at all it just mm-hmm. anyway nia Jax, i had her in there so the way I had it would have been the exact same way it would it would have been because that's what they're going with the fatal four way. But yeah, you said that Bailey's a champion in real life. Well, I I always disagreed with putting the title on Bailey ahead of time because I think everyone really wants to see babyfaces win the big titles at WrestleMania, even though this doesn't really happen that often. It happens once in a while, but it doesn't happen that often. But I think that's really what people want to see. So, like it happened with Benoit. It happened with. Daniel Bryan. It's happened a few times, but really, it's it's not as common as people think. Mm-hmm. But I would have it happen here. I would have Charlotte be the champion, and I would have Bailey winning in the fatal, sorry, in the triple threat against Sasha and and Charlotte, because I think that's just the better story. I think people, even though it gets to be too predictable, if the you have all the comeback stories at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. it's one of those cases where people don't care. Like, there's a trade-off with predictability. Sometimes people just want to see the result they want to see. It doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be unpredictable, you know? And I completely understand that. However, there is a story that exists in real life. And I guess I, I decided against making the video last week when I saw them add Nia Jax to the match and they completely ruined the story. I got to admit that they didn't exactly ruin the story. It just kind of undermined it a little bit. But... I think I I need to make this video still because there are a lot of folks who don't see what I see 
in Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte. So, and I know you're a very open-minded person. Well, in some cases, but um, <laughs> yeah. And this one, in all cases, okay. <laughs> yeah, and this one, you. I don't know. I I really value your opinion, so I really need to know what you think about the story that I lay out after I lay it out. So we'll get okay. to that point. Well, I'll but, look forward to that because you. You you have a lot more invested in women's wrestling than I do. I don't like I I enjoy it when it's good, but I don't fundamentally it's not my it's not really my thing. Yeah, I'm I'm second to Mick Foley. Like that's the only person who loves right, women's right. wrestling more than I do. Um, yeah. Nobody can beat that guy. Uh, okay, I just saw a match on here that just jumped out at me. The first time I looked over your card, I didn't even notice this one, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. You have Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. We got to talk about this one. Yeah, okay. So this is like the wild card in my card. Um, And it's kind of hard to do because they're on different brands. But Mm -hmm. when you want to do something, it doesn't matter. You could do it. Yeah, hell, uh, Undertaker, he is supposed to be on SmackDown. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have a justification for this storyline-wise, but first... My my main thing is it would just be a good match and it would be a new match for Brock because Brock really needs something different at this yeah. point. He, he's gotten really stale. Ever since Suplex City, he's become two moves, man. You know, I enjoyed his match against Reigns and I don't think... I can't think of him... Okay, yeah, his matches against Undertaker were, were pretty decent, especially the one in Hell in a Cell... Or it was in Hell in a Cell, rather. I, I don't. It was at SummerSlam, right? Is that the case? No, 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 no. SummerSlam was the weird ass finish, and then they had one in Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. But those matches were okay. And then what did he do after that? He was it Orton? Yeah, he had one with Orton, which was okay, but also very strange. The one with Ambrose was shit. Oh yes, we totally so, forgot about that. One. Brock needs to do something different. So I was thinking. And so does AJ, for that matter. So I was, th- I was thinking, I want AJ in a big match. I don't want him against Shane. It's just a weird, weird feud. I mean, it's it's a big match, but it's very strange. So I want to I want to put him against Brock because I think Brock really needs to have a wrestling match again. <laughs> he really, and I, I, that's the angle I would go with this at. I would say Brock gets his ass beat by Goldberg the same way that happened because I'm going from the Rumble, so that all happened. And I would say what what changes in Brock after that is that Brock realizes that ever since he's beaten The Undertaker, ever since he's beaten John Cena and all these guys, he's gotten uh, less hungry and he's gotten overconfident mm-hmm. and he's he's relied less and less on his full abilities. So the reason why he lost to Goldberg is because he tried to do the same old shit and Goldberg saw through it and and took him by surprise. So so Brock is out to prove that he's he's as every bit as good a wrestler as he is a fighter. I like that. Yeah, and so I would play that up. And who's the best wrestler on the roster right now? Well, it's AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And a- I would say AJ also comes into this with a bit of a transformation because he's also suffered a loss to John Cena. So AJ is coming off of uh, a high where he was on top of the world. He beat Cena clean, but then he had reality knocked in. Well, what happened with AJ? Well, he also got cocky, and he is the best wrestler on the roster, so he wants to prove that. And he wa- and so this is sort of set up uh, Brock versus AJ, and I would do it... I would have it done probably via the GMs. Mm-hmm. So so maybe Brock would, would, would say, like, who's going to be Brock's opponent... And AJ would put in a bid for it on SmackDown, and then they would work something out with the GMs. But that really doesn't matter. The, the like I said, the outline of the match would be: these two guys have both have something to prove. They both have ha- have had realizations about themselves and why they uh, they suffered big losses. And so this is just a high profile match between these two guys. And I would ultimately have AJ win. Okay. Be- because I think AJ. By the way, AJ would go, be going into this as a babyface, and Brock would be sort of a tweener, but mostly the heel. 
And I, w- I just want AJ to win because a- I want AJ's stock to go up as just the better wrestler, the best wrestler on the roster. And also Brock, at this point, I think he's had enough wins. And I still, you still want it to win the majority of the time, but I think it's st- it's time to start putting people over because this whole thing about he beat Undertaker, he beat Cena, that was all supposed to transfer to someone, mm-hmm. and it never, it never did, it never did. I guess you could say transfer to Goldberg, <laughs> which I will get to. Transfer to Goldberg, but it should have transferred to someone who's active. Yeah, AJ is not a young guy, but he could still benefit from that. And I would have him beat Brock. Although it wouldn't be the worst thing if Brock won, but it would have to be a it would have to be a very close match, sort of like the one he had with Punk at SummerSlam, I think, twenty fourteen. But so that's all, that's my whole pitch for that match. Yeah, the story that you set up with that one, both of the men having something to prove, I really like that one. So hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. I could definitely see that. Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Okay, so you mentioned Goldberg. Yep. Um, this one, this is an interesting one, too. And I want to see how you can sell me and the audience on uh, this match here. This is Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, there's not much to sell here. So first of all, Braun Strowman needs a high-profile match. The fact that he doesn't have one is is kind of criminal because he's really good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is so green, but he's so good, should tell you something. Like this is the next Big Show, in my opinion. Okay. Like, Big Show was this good at one point, and he's had a lot of longevity, and he's gotten that. He's he's done a lot for that company, so he's a huge asset. And and Braun could be like that. So Braun needs a high high profile feud. He's a really good wrestler, and he he didn't even go through much training didn't he didn't go through any system i mean i was just reading that story about how vince and triple h were triple h told that story about how vince was getting mad at braun over not doing something correctly and triple h goes well this is like his fifth match or something (laughs) and vince is like oh okay yeah good point (laughs) so this is this is insane how good braun is and i think he needs a high profile match second thing what can goldberg do he can he can do squash matches (laughs) So, what do you do? Uh, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman, and you have Braun squash him. Okay. Because Goldberg, he got his thing. He he squashed Lesnar. He had his moment. He took all that momentum from Lesnar. You got to transfer it to someone. What are you gonna do? Transfer it back to Lesnar? Well, I'm still not. Co- I'm still not convinced that's gonna happen. I think Goldberg's gonna squash Lesnar a second time. But I think a lot of people were actually looking forward to this when Braun Strowman were, was calling out people. He was asking for uh, challenges and mm-hmm. I want better competition. And people were saying, oh, Goldberg comes out. You're next, right? And then he would he would squash Braun. But I think it would be better if Braun squashes Goldberg. Because like, can you imagine Goldberg, he squashes Lesnar, then he goes into this WrestleMania match, and you think he's going to do it again with this huge monster, but mm-hmm. he goes for the spear. Braun just doesn't budge, and he just basically, <laughs> he just basically kills Goldberg. And it's it's a quick match. It's you know two minutes long, whatever one minute, mm-hmm. but you get Braun over as this guy just squashed the guy who squashes everyone, including Brock Lesnar, and suddenly Braun looks like a million bucks. And maybe you could do Braun versus Lesnar. Or and you, you do... have that guy Braun that you can actually use. Yeah, week. the guy who's actually active on your roster. <laughs> and I know like this isn't ideal because Goldberg, you know, he wants to be the big hero. And this is why I don't think Goldberg is gonna lose at WrestleMania. I think I'm 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 very I don't know. I, I can't see I can't see Lesnar just beating the shit out of Goldberg. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. So so I know this isn't like something that would be easy to sell to Goldberg per se, or maybe it would be. I don't. I don't know the guy, but he seems like a mark for himself. So uh, maybe not. Maybe not selfishly. Maybe for his kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I would still have that. I would have that happen. And 
Also, considering this is going to be a huge card either way, like, when I was making this card, I was like, this is fucking crazy that how many people I have to fit onto this card. Yeah. And WWE didn't manage to do it, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you could have solved all of this with by just throwing on a Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That'd, well, that's yeah. their solution. And I, <laughs> maybe I would have had that, too, for everyone else. But mm-hmm. I wanted to get, like, the major guys in. They didn't accomplish that. I think I accomplished that. I think I got every single major guy here. Including some people that they don't even have. Yeah, like, and one of those people would be Samoa Joe. We have no idea what the hell he's going to be doing at yeah. WrestleMania. You have well, him. Nothing. Well, probably something. You have yeah, him have... in a battle uh, Battle of the two badass Samoans. A no disqualification match. Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be good because Samoa Joe needs a high-profile match, too. I'm very disappointed with the way he's been booked. I know a lot of people kind of like it, and he hasn't been booked terribly, per se. Mm-hmm. Regarding matches, I mean. He's been booked fine regarding his matches. But in terms of like his positioning on the card, well, this guy was supposed to be huge. At least I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. I, thought he'd be I thought he would be a huge player, and he, he probably still will. But right now, he's just a side character. He's a heavy for Triple H and Kevin Owens. And he doesn't even have a match. And I know that was sort of sidetracked by the fact that Rollins got injured for a bit. So it's not all their fault. But mm-hmm. I think that it would be a much better position for Samoa Joe to face Roman Reigns, who is their their big guy. And I wouldn't want Roman Reigns facing The Undertaker. I'll go to what I'm doing with The Undertaker later. Although Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker isn't the worst match, I will say. I'd say it's the second best match around The Undertaker. Whereas I have the first best match. <laughs> okay. So, but if, then what are you going to do with Roman Reigns? Well, you put him against Samoa Joe, and I, I don't, this isn't part of the card per se, but I, I think you could set this up for Roman's heel turn. I know people, everyone wants Roman's heel turn, but this is a, this is a case where Roman really needs to turn heel. Like, it's not just a meme. It's not just the Cena meme where Cena needs to turn heel. Mm-hmm. Because when everyone was saying that about Cena, as much as we wanted to see Cena turn heel, you couldn't argue that what they were doing with Cena was working. Like it was, Cena was over. He was putting on great matches, and he still is. Um, the The crowd really was fifty fifty for a majority of Cena's run. Mm-hmm. Rain and he was selling merchandise like. He was a, de- a definitive draw. Reigns is not the same deal. Like Reigns is not the Cena replacement that they thought he would be. And that's the problem that I see. Just on a little side note, with a lot of Roman Reigns fans, Tony, our very own PWF Empire Tony, being one of them, the way that they talk about Roman Reigns is as if they want us to believe that he's John Cena, and he's not. And I could see WWE booking. Undertaker versus Roman Reigns and having Roman Reigns claim that this is his yard and he's the big dog because they want us to believe that he's John Cena too and it's it, it's just not effective. Yeah, it's not because he doesn't get the same reaction as Cena. He gets a similar reaction, but I would say his is majority booze. I mean, I, who's cheering him? Well, small pockets of the crowd, women and children, just like Cena. But with Cena. He was such a draw that women and children made up a lot of the crowd, and it was like 50-50. It's really not the case. Like He gets booed more than Cena ever did, in my opinion. I mean, there's been times where Cena's been booed that much, but it wasn't consistent. Like It would be maybe like at the pay-per-views, maybe in the smarky town, Cena would be booed like 80-20. But like for the, for the most part, it was 50-50 or 60-40. Reigns is not the John case. Even when John Cena gets booed, he still commands attention. So when he starts talking, they shut up and let him talk. With Roman Reigns, there was a bit of trolling that came into play. And every time he tried to talk on the mic, they would try to overpower him. And eventually they were like, okay, yeah, we can listen to what this motherfucker has to say. But John Cena, he commands attention in a way that Roman Reigns does not. Yeah, yeah. So I would kind of use this match as a springboard. I would have Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns be the battle of the two badass Samoans, like you said. But I would have Samoa Joe basically beat the shit out of him. Not in a squash, but this would be preferably a bloody match. I know they don't do that often, but Mm -hmm. this would be like a really, really fucked up match. Like a fight where 
Samoa Joe comes out on top, but Roman Reigns just feels like he just he's just been humbled by the big boss or something. And I I would really go with like a stable after that where Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe join forces, and I would bring in the Usos. I know this is kind of like a cliche idea, like you bring all the Samoans together. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it and you really picture it, that would be so badass. Like you have Samoa Joe, who's a badass on his own. You have the Usos, who are kind of badass too on SmackDown. Yeah. Like, like when I watch them, I'm like, oh, the, those guys seem pretty cool. Like they're not, like they're not doing the whole uh, merchandise shtick anymore, where they used to exist merely as you know, just uh, just you know, kitty fodder for the kids, you know. But now they actually seem like legit people who are mm-hmm. legit tough guys. So you put them with Samojo, and then you put Reigns in as a heel, and you have a pretty badass, scary Samoan faction. And I would have them be dominant for a few months, and then you have Reigns break off with Samoa Joe, turn him back face, and then have him beat Joe. And that's how you get him back to baby face, and then hopefully he'll be over when you do that. Okay. So I would use that as a springboard. I would just have this be like, like almost like a, I don't know, how, I'm sure, are Reigns and Samoa Joe related? You know, I'm sure no. they are, some they're not. <laughs> Samoa so like the, Joe is the only Samoan in the wrestling industry that isn't related right, to Roman right. Reigns. <laughs> okay, but either way, you could still say, like, you could you could make some shit, like, oh, the Samoans, they're, uh, they're a tight-knit group, but do whatever you have to do to, mm-hmm. to make Red it seem time. like this is... Make it seem like this is a family fight. Like, this is a fight between two guys who are in the same family. You don't even have to say it's literally the same family. You could say it's, like, metaphorically, figuratively, the same family. And Samoa Joe does not like this Roman Reigns guy. Because Roman Reigns is uh, giving a bad name to Samoans, whatever you want to say. But in the end, Samoa Joe beats the shit out of him. And then Reigns gets sort of an edge from it. And then you have Reigns turn on Joe in the future. I think it'd be a pretty good story because you have these two strong personalities, but Reigns is not where he should be. You can get him where he should be in that kind of context. Okay. Um, let's talk about some of these pre-show matches before we go uh, any further. I see you have... Um, do you want to talk about these individually? Not really. Cause, yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm guessing there's a reason why you put them on the pre-show. Yeah, and I mean... You have to put something on the pre-show because there's so many matches that have to be on this card to get everyone in that needs to be in. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I don't, I don't like the fact that the the pre-show matches are like all SmackDown matches. But when you think about it, uh, just the players are just smaller time. So, mm-hmm. like, what can you really? I couldn't, like, when I pictured swapping this out with Raw matches, like, I couldn't do that. So. I have the SmackDown's women's title, Becky Lynch versus Naomi. No, is this have, a heel Naomi? No, I'd have them both be face, and okay. I'd have Naomi win. And and this would be her first title win. <laughs> also like, uh, also like Bailey. So uh, maybe that would be a little redundant with <laughs> Bailey. I don't know, I don't know. But I still have Naomi versus Becky, and they'd both be faces. I don't know who would win now because, I mean, you would want Naomi to win, but that would be two big baby-faced women's title winners. Anyway, someone else could decide that in my hypothetical alternate <laughs> universe. Uh, the Intercontinental title ladder match. I now, would... is this like establishing a tradition? Because we had a ladder match last year. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, I think, the, wasn't it the past two years now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The past yep. year was Zack Ryder, and then before that was Daniel Ryan who mm-hmm. won it. So I thought the tradition would continue. So okay, let's continue it, and I'll have the Miz, who is I'd I'd have him as the IC champion. Although it could be anyone really. It doesn't. It's just filler. The Miz as the IC champion, defending against Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler, Apollo Cruz, and Baron Corbin. Uh, my like I said, the only regret I have with this card is that the Miz would be in this position. I just can't I can't figure out another better position for him. But I, I, the Miz definitely needs to be in high, in high profile shit because he's really good. Uh, SmackDown tag titles would just be American Alpha versus the Usos. Maybe you'd have the Usos win, mm-hmm. and then after that you could trade him to Raw for someone to have him be with Samoa Joe and in my whole world. And then I just have the Cruiserweight title. The match they have is fine. Neville versus Austin Aries. 
You know, I'm actually, I was actually uh, surprised that Austin Aries interacted with the New Day. So the, 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 the two universes do coexist, mm-hmm. despite the purple ropes being a barrier. Yeah, that was a little something-something there. Yeah, but I'll definitely put that on the pre-show because, you know, fuck the cruiserweights, right? <laughs> and you know what? Speaking of the cruiserweights, I was thinking, because we're recording this uh, right after SmackDown and, you know, 205 Live comes on. When you were sending me those DMs like, oh, I can record now if you're ready. I was thinking like, hmm, should I have him wait just so I can watch 205 Live? <laughs> just because he talks so much trash about that show but i was like you know what no i'm not gonna do that um so that's your pre-show let's go back to the main show now um this is a is this the same match that they have book oh no you have new day included in your raw tag team title ladder match yeah you know interestingly enough i had this i had this as a ladder match even before they announced that so i'm like i like i said i did this card a few months ago a month ago and I had it as a ladder match then, and they went with the ladder match, so it's kind of interesting. But yeah, I would put the New Day in there. I mean, why would the New Day not be in there? They've also been carrying the tag division, and they could still be the host or whatever, but I mean, they're, they were the tag division for a whole, like, two years, so this is mm-hmm. kind of silly that they're not... I know, like, they're trying to make them... Because they were too oversaturated with that whole division, they're trying to distance them a little bit and find something else for them to do. But yeah, they w- they wouldn't have to win, so they could still be in the match. I think that's fine. And uh, it'd be the New Day versus the Club versus Endzone Cass, and then Cesaro and Sheamus. And the Club would go in as well, I guess they're not called the Club anymore, but they would go in as the the champions. And maybe I give too many uh. Big babyface victories. I think that's a problem for my booking here. Mm-hmm. But an Enzo and Cass could be the winners. But now that I'm saying, like, all my matches end up with, like, the big hero victory. So maybe they shouldn't be. So, again, someone would have to decide which ones get the big hero victory and which ones don't. But it would either be Enzo and Cass or, uh, or just the club retains, I would say. Okay. And... What else do we have here? Now, this is a match that we talked about the feud earlier not being that good in reality. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. But you actually have this match on your fantasy WrestleMania card. So what would you do with Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton that would be different than what we've already seen from them? You know, it's hard to make this match a lot better than it is because I really don't think the potential... I don't really don't think these two have that much chemistry to be honest with you Mm -hmm. i liked the idea i pitched with randy as like the darth vader and bray as like the emperor palpatine me too but that would be where they're they're on the same team like here they're fighting so i don't really know what to do but the the biggest thing is that it's not the title match i mean it's a fine match it's a fine feud but it's not that good so it shouldn't be the world title match you know Mm -hmm. so i would i would demote it i wouldn't have it be a world title match but i would also have Randy Orton's betrayal be more dramatic and more interesting. So the way that it happens, this is the main difference that I would I would make. And, and I'd probably get more creative than what they've done, but I'm not going to go through that whole thing. But this would be the main difference, and I've said this before, that Randy should have... The way they did it is that... I don't even really understand how they did it. So Randy said, I'm not going to fight you, Bray. Because you're the master on the servant, that whole that whole thing, which was kind of interesting, but it was also it was also kind of cheesy, but it was it was it had my interest, mm-hmm. but it it didn't go anywhere. So then Bray said, "Good, you have the keys to the kingdom." Now I think from their perspective, that was the reason why Bray betrayed him when he did, because I'm trying to figure out, well, why the hell did Randy betray him when he did? Because nothing really changed. Yeah, all but, of that stuff. I guess it happened. Off air within the WWE universe, Bray Wyatt gave him a tour of the Wyatt family compound. Said, "Oh, hey, here's where Sister Abigail is buried." You know, so yeah, so that's what. So in kayfabe, that's what Orton was waiting for. Mm-hmm. Was to get the keys to the kingdom, which is just it wasn't very, explained very clearly. Like, what the hell does that mean? I thought that was like some Bray Wyatt metaphorical bullshit, but then he bra- he burned down the Sister Abigail thing. Mm-hmm. And that could have still been done. I mean, that that was that wasn't bad, but the way that it happened, I mean, Bray was 
he, what was he giving a promo? I think. Yeah, he was giving a promo on AJ or something, and then Randy disappears, and he's like, "Oh, just kidding. Uh, I, I'm in this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm against you now." And this just seems so stupid. It's pissed me off because Bray Wyatt just looks like a fucking idiot. Like mm-hmm. everyone could see what Randy was doing. Why didn't Bray Wyatt see that? And I, I, I explained that whole thing with Death Note. And Death Note's actually having a Netflix movie coming out in August. I did so see that. I don't know how good that'll be. I would say still watch the anime or at least the first, like fourteen episodes or so. Mm-hmm. But I would I would have that whole thing in play, and I would have it so that when Randy goes to betray him, Bray sees it coming and he shuts him down. He's like, "You fucking thought I, I bought this shit? Mm-hmm. Like I want Bray to outsmart him. Like w- what is this crap that Randy Orton can outsmart Bray? I mean, I know Randy Orton is known for being kind of cerebral, but that's not his main thing. He's sort of a, just a vicious guy. He's not he's not this he's not super intelligent. Whereas Bray is supposed to be this." Not a genius, but he he's a psychological manipulator. So we and know you kind of have to be that to be a freaking cult leader and having yeah, people like so, Braun Strowman, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, you know. Yeah. So what what the hell happened? Like Randy Orton would possibly convince Bray that he's joining the Wyatt family. Like no one's like it just makes Bray look like a fucking retard, which is why I mm-hmm. thought. Which is what I was hoping wouldn't happen. I'm like this. I I was I was saying this for a long time. I was saying please don't do it like that because it's gonna make Bray look so stupid. So I would have had it where Ray, Brandy goes to betray him and Bray Wyatt just shuts it down like he sees it coming, and it, it's just a an utter failure of a betrayal. And then you just pick up the feud from there and it's just a regular feud. It doesn't need a title. Uh, I would still have Bray win the title, mm-hmm. just you know at a different time. Because I'm, I was glad that he won the title, and he's done some cool stuff since then. But really, this has been just not a very good feud, and it could be more interesting. And I don't. But here's the thing: I don't even think it would be even what I can do to it. Like, say I have all these creative ideas, I still don't think it would have been like a great world title match for SmackDown. I don't think that's the best match that they have for the world title. Yeah, because I look at them, and honestly. It's it's so weird. It's not just that I forget that Bray Wyatt is champion. I forget that the WWE Championship exists. Yeah, so I kind of like, do too. So I look at him like, oh, well, oh, that's where that thing has been. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I would have Bray win, obviously, because he needs to win. Okay. And another match that you have scheduled for your WrestleMania card that's also exists in reality is Seth Rollins versus Triple H in an unsanctioned fight. Yeah, this is actually the only this is one of the only ones that I changed because I thought they theirs were better. I Well, actually I I originally had it where I didn't know Seth Rollins would be able to wrestle, so I just my original match was Triple H versus Shane because who else is Triple H going to fight at that point? Mm-hmm. And I think Triple H versus Shane still has some appeal like just imagine the promos. That'd be very interesting to see, especially if you bring in reality and you have Shane uh, shoot on him because you know Shane has some feelings about Triple H that are not very positive. Like it just going back to that sh- that interview he had with who was it even was it Mick Foley or who was interviewing him? It was Mick Foley and yeah, Mick Foley. Mick Foley they asked and Shane. he asked about Triple H and Shane just kind of like yeah you know he makes my sister happy. <laughs> uh, that's the best he could say about the guy. So obviously he has some interesting things to say. So that'd be a very good view to see, but. Uh, since Seth Rollins can fight, I think the unsanctioned fight is a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's been booked very strangely, very strangely, especially last, not the not this past Monday, but the one before that, where Triple H basically said, "Yeah, I'm done with uh, I'm done with Seth." Then he walks back in two seconds later. He's like, well, "Actually, no, nah, I'm not done with him." <laughs> I mean, what the hell is so weird? It's just been very backwards, you know. Uh, but I, th- I think all in all, that's a good match, and that's fine. And um, it's actually one of the few matches I'm looking forward to, because even though like it's been kind of strangely built, Triple H is just so good that... Yes. Like, Triple H is such a good heel that I just want to see... Like, he just makes anyone he goes up against look like, uh, like a hero, in, mm-hmm. a, in a lot of ways, because he's just such a bad dude. Like, I thought that Mick Foley segment he did was brilliant. That was such an amazing segment to me. Yeah, I wanted because, to fight him after that. 
And yeah. Triple H is my favorite wrestler of all time. I wanted to fight him on behalf of Mick Foley because he did such an amazing job at making me hate him. And yeah, and then they did. It was perfect because they took all that heat and then transferred onto Rollins. He comes mm-hmm. out, seems like a million bucks. And then you have Rollins get shut down, which I thought was also good because it's like, I think that I think the villain always should get sort of the the leg up, at least in most situations. Even when the hero gets a small victory, uh, the villain should kind of get away with it. So I thought that was that whole segment to me was um, I would say a perfect segment. I can't see anything wrong with it, in my opinion. So I I really like this feud, but you know, ever since that segment, it's been kind of weird. But overall, it's fine, and I would keep it the same way. Okay. Any reason to change it? And the final match that we're going to be discussing is the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. John Cena versus The Undertaker. A lot of people would love for you to just stop right there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. But you give us John Cena versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's not a singles match. It's a triple threat. And the third person involved in this match is Dean Ambrose. Okay, so maybe this is the wild card in my whole card. And I did this for a number of reasons. Um, The main of which is that The Undertaker is pretty old. (laughs) And I just think at this point it'd be better if he had a third guy in the match to help him out. Okay. I, I think just I just think an Undertaker match would be better with three people because it's less stress on him, uh, and he could sit some of it out. And yeah, I play know dead at ringside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I by the way, I don't think the Undertaker is as incapable as everyone seems to think he has. He still had those matches against Lesnar like last year, and he was fine. Mm-hmm. So he's. He could still go unless something changed between... I mean, I know he had a surgery. That could be a huge problem. But anyway, that's a major reason why I would have made it a triple threat. But also, I thought, well, there are two matches that John Cena hasn't had yet that are very interesting. And they're both represented here. They're both, one is Cena versus The Undertaker. And the other is Cena versus Dean Ambrose. And I know maybe people aren't too interested in Cena versus Dean Ambrose. But I really am because I could see the potential for it. And keep in mind when I keep when I put Dean Ambrose in here, I'm not putting the shitty uh, lunatic fringe uh, marketing asshole that we see every week. Like this is my fucking universe where Dean Ambrose <laughs> is actually good because <laughs> we all know he could be good. This is like the NXT Dean Ambrose. So what I would have is basically who gets to face the Undertaker. Cena is the champion. He wants to face the Undertaker. Dean Ambrose comes out, and he, he kind of does a lot of what The Miz is doing now because I know The Miz, like you said, The Miz does it better than anyone else, and he probably would do it better than anyone else. But Dean Ambrose kind of did this with Cena before The Miz, and he actually, I would say he did it very well. Like when Ambrose uh, was on the mic with Cena in that AJ Styles feud when he said, well, I'm the one traveling around the world. I'm the one doing all this. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you're a part-timer now. I think you could play that up and say – why the fuck do you get to face The Undertaker? You come back out of nowhere. You win the title in a triple threat match. So even though um, Ambrose lost the title one-on-one to AJ, uh, Ambrose never got his one-on-one rematch, or he might have gotten on, on SmackDown or something. But first he, he had to face it in a triple threat, and so he, Ambrose could say, well, you came out of nowhere. You got this title shot. I was entitled to my rematch. If it wasn't for you, I would be the champion right now. I would be facing The Undertaker. And so I would have this sort of mini feud between Cena and Ambrose leading up to uh, the match with the match at WrestleMania. And it just ends up being that they both face The Undertaker. And Ambrose would be going into this as a heel or as a, a as close to a heel as you can get. And this would be sort of uh, Ambrose's big uh, moment because I still feel like that didn't happen. Even though Ambrose has gotten a big moment before, mm-hmm. Am- Ambrose... I sort of compare it to CM Punk. So CM Punk had his big moments. He won the world title um, when he cashed in the money in the bank. He even won it when he cashed in the second time against Jeff Hardy. But but CM Punk didn't become the big CM Punk megastar until until they really uh, uh, launched the best in the world gimmick. So I think Ambrose has yet to have that moment. Like Ambrose has been doing things on, that are on paper are accomplishments, but Ambrose hasn't had the 
the launch that I think he needs. And that's what I think that this would be for Ambrose. Like, this would be his big turn, his big, like, this is where we get serious with Ambrose. This is where he's a legit guy. This is where he stops doing the bullshit and, uh, and is good. So does <laughs> and he I need know- to win here for that to happen, or...? He doesn't need to win, but I would have I would have him win. Although it is it is a tough call, but I would have it be that Ambrose uh, gets out a sneaky win. Either he pins Cena or he pins Taker. It depends how much you want to protect that uh, that streak, even though it's gone. But do you want to have Ambrose pin Taker a second time? But either way, it would be a, it would be a dirty win. But I think it'd be an interesting feud overall because you have such such an interesting dynamic between all three of these guys, Cena versus Undertaker. Yeah, you have these two names that are huge names. But in a sense, it's kind of passe, right? Cena versus Undertaker. This is all old shit. Cena's not the big dog anymore. This is He's on his way out. So to act like this is a big match, it's still a big match, but it's not as big as it would have been when Cena was like at his peak, you know? So I think you need some sort of edge in here to sort of bring it, make it relevant to the to the present. Because so what? Cena faces the Undertaker. It's a huge match. It's a good star power match. But what what transfer of heat does that do for the present? So a lot of my matches here is like looking toward the present. And Cena's on his way out. Well, who knows if that's true? But he's winding down at least. Undertaker is probably on his way out. So I think Ambrose should be the guy to um to get his big moment here where he actually does something that's interesting and um and noteworthy not just this uh, bullshit kind of pseudo push that he keeps getting i want a serious legitimate heel push where he's the biggest heel on the roster that's that's what i'm envisioning here and he wouldn't start that way he would the the feud would be he's like a tweener with sort of an edge but i'd say by the end of the wrestlemania match he basically squeaks out a uh, a heel win and i know he'd probably be cheered but that's something you can't really help i mean mm-hmm. uh it, it's something you can't help when people like a guy they're just gonna cheer him no matter what dash lead shit he does and um there's a certain appeal to just doing cena versus undertaker but really like i said i don't see what that does for for anyone really i mean it it's an interesting match but in terms of um what's it gonna do for the future i don't see it, it doing much and i guess that's why they're doing reigns versus undertaker but i don't think reigns is gonna get much out of this I, that's the problem is that i get their sentiment they doing reigns versus undertaker over cena versus undertaker because reigns is the more contemporary guy mm-hmm. and in some ways i i acknowledge that logic and i think that's good logic but you gotta give the the push to someone it'll work with it's not going to work with reigns everyone knows that there's nothing you could do with reigns and undertaker that's going to make reigns come out of this looking any better he's going to either he's going to beat undertaker and he'll say on paper yeah i'd beat the undertaker but unless he turns heel which he might um then this he's going to come out and nothing's going to be different he's just going to be booed even more for beating mm-hmm. undertaker so you got to give it to someone who's actually going to work with and ambrose is someone who even if you think like he's been booked shittily which you do i do you probably think more than more so than i do mm-hmm. you still have to acknowledge that ambrose actually clicks with the crowd and he has he's not he's not going to be rejected you know it's it's like the body sometimes rejects uh when you're doing these transplants, you give them the wrong blood type or the wrong, like, whatever it is, and I'm not a medical guy, but sometimes the body rejects the body part. Yeah. Well, this is sort of what happens. Like, people are going to reject the, the the transfusion of momentum here with Reigns, so you've got to give it to someone to work with. Another option is Braun Strowman, but I don't... I, mean, I think it's better if he squashes Goldberg, so... <laughs> okay. Well, would this be your main event for WrestleMania, this triple threat? Yeah, and mostly due to Undertaker and Cena. So they would be carrying the match, but I, my goal would be that Ambrose comes out of it looking just as important as the other two. So he'd come into it looking sort of like a dark horse, but he'd come out of it looking like a megastar or not a probably not a megastar. That's it's hard to make those these mm-hmm. days. I don't think there aren't any right now. Uh, but he'd come out looking like a big star. He'd come out looking on the level of of Rollins and Reigns, whereas now he's like not on that level. Well, there are mega stars these days, but just not any that have debuted in the last fifteen years. Fifteen, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll I'll say fourteen because uh, Cena and Orton they were two thousand two, so fourteen. I'd say CM Punk was a mega star. I mean, he's not around anymore. Yeah, that's true. 
but he I would say he's their last one. Daniel Bryan actually was probably their last one. So that's a really sh- big shame what happened to him. Yeah. Well, you have any closing comments about your card, actual card for WrestleMania, anything at all? Well, I think my card's better because it actually <laughs> gives you something to look forward to. Because uh, what do you have to look forward to now? Uh, rematches? The marriage <laughs> rematch- proposal? Between John Cena and Nikki. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it's not a very interesting card. It's not a very hype card. The results in many cases aren't going to matter. I the matches that I put together kind of to me they're they're more interesting and it's more interesting who wins. So Reigns versus Mojo a lot more interesting than Reigns versus Undertaker. I think people would be a lot more receptive to that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman more interesting than Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, which is a rematch. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Like you said, I think probably the most interesting match that I put on here because of that backstory that I pitched. Mm-hmm. And Owens versus Balor is just uh, just a feel-good match that people are going to want to see. You know, it's People want to see Balor get his title back. And I don't see... You have, you have Balor ready to go, and you have Owens... As the champion, he could have just lasted a month longer, and then you have the perfect. Well, Balor gets his title back. It's it writes itself, but they didn't go that way. So I, I think that was a shame, and I I would I would have just gone that way. You know, it's I understand they wanted to give the title to their main match, but I don't agree with that being their main match. It's just a bad decision, mm-hmm. and it's it's not going to go well. Um, well, it might actually go well. I don't know. Uh, the fans seem to like this Goldberg squash shit. I don't know why. I don't they get it either. Do, they seem and, to like it. And maybe it's because I wasn't a Goldberg guy back in the day. And and, and maybe that's the reason why people are so hyped up about Goldberg now because of the nostalgia. And I guess it just catches on. Like, if you're a new fan, you've never heard of Goldberg, you see everybody else cheering for the dude. And you're like, oh, hey, well, I guess... I can cheer for him, too. He kind of is like a superhero, but I was never a big Goldberg guy back in the day. So I look at him now and I'm like, okay, it's cool. And I hate the fact that like what you were talking about earlier, he stands next to a person like a Kevin Owens, you know, someone who could be a star. And you're like, this dude is a chump standing next to this man, Goldberg. So, But by by the way, I don't think that's completely due to booking. I think a lot of it is optics. And I think, yeah. I think <laughs> not much. There's just, there's just a difference book, between. You can't um, book Kevin Owens to be like a muscle bound, you know, dude. So. Yeah, I mean, there's just a difference between like. There, people have noted this, like, like the disappearance of quote unquote real men, mm-hmm. and that's definitely reflected in wrestling. Like you could see, like it's night and day. Like you compare the generation of before. Guys like Triple H, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and you put them against Balor, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and you're like, yeah. these guys are not—they're not real men in comparison. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I, I guess that's another conversation to be. That had. is another there, conversation. There are a lot of folks that are walking around, more folks walking around looking like Kevin Owens than you know Goldberg and Triple H. Yeah. So. But in the context of the wrestling world, they are supposed to look like, you know, superheroes and larger than life and in certain ways, larger than life, not not other ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting in work for this card. I actually really like this card and I love some of the things that you were saying earlier on by um, uh, talking about how basically paying no paying homage to the people who have been putting in work throughout the year, people like AJ Styles. So you win just off of where AJ Styles is positioned. Because I think him and Shane, mm-mm, no, ain't no way in hell. You could throw a damn, you could have a list of names on a dartboard, throw a dart, and you can come up with a better match than AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually interested to think see what you think of the WWE title match because I know you didn't really comment much on it. But would you be interested in seeing that? I mean, I know it's hard to... It's hard to get you to picture Ambrose not sucking, but <laughs> I, I picture it very easily. I know maybe for you it's harder to picture, but I really, like, I'm confident that if Ambrose is booked properly, you would love him. So, I'm like, confident I, about that as well, because it's so, not any problem that I have specifically with Dean Ambrose. Well, I mean, 
There are some things about Ambrose that yeah, are his fault. Some things there, but I my biggest issue with him is that the lunacy is not there. It, it it's marketing BS. And in your universe, if you say that's not an issue, um, then I could I I could possibly rock with that. I, I'm saying that now because it it is just a fantasy card. But if this match was made in real life, I have no doubt I would complain about the presence of Dean Ambrose. I, even I, even if he was even if he was uh, adding a very interesting element to it, or is it just sort of an on principle thing that you would rather just see the straight single match? You know what? I'm gonna be like you. Remember when you were talking about how you didn't like Jack Gallagher and you said you were completely like you were acknowledging <laughs> that you, yeah, it, it yeah. may be for unreasonable reasons. Yeah, but yeah. you know, look. You tell me we're going to get John Cena versus The Undertaker for the first time at WrestleMania and it won't be a singles match. I could see myself complaining about that. Maybe they'd end up selling me in the long run. But I know as soon as I heard that initially, I'd be like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I know. And I think that's probably the most... That's the that's the thing that I think most people will have a problem with is that I would put Ambrose in the middle of those two, and I I sympathize with that to some degree. I just think, I just really think that Cena versus Undertaker, um, as much as it is a great match on paper, I don't think it would be that great on its own. So I think you would, if you add Ambrose, I think it would help a lot. I think if you add a third person, it would help a lot, and you could still have the same benefits of Cena versus the Undertaker. But you would have this uh, third element, a sort of wild card element to it. And, you know, even while I'm talking about that, I'm kind of sympathizing. I'm kind of like, yeah, but I wouldn't want to see Cena versus The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I tried to make it a little bit different. I don't. I didn't want to make a completely cliche card. And in some ways I did, in some ways I didn't. A lot of my matches are the same as WWE's. Um, that's partly coincidence because i did make this card even before a lot of these were solidified but part of it is just logic like with the the raw women's title match i mean obviously you're going to include those people and the same thing with the tag match so but yeah i think there's a bit there's enough difference that people might would have a different opinion well thanks again for the card steven and thank you all for tuning in we have some more content coming your way this week from pwf empire we will be live in orlando for wrestlemania me Cass, and dalton we got some stuff planned for you guys when we get there and until then t- thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you later peace